doing well because I was on mute for a second there. Why were you on? Why are you going in and out of mute? What's happening? I, f- I forgot the uh, the sound baffling around my loud computer. Oh, I'm fur- so you're, I'm f- you're ranging. I'm furiously, your... I'm rebaffling on the podcast. Oh, jeez, this is embarrassing. <laughs> okay, I'm done now. Sorry, do we, do sorry, we need to start over? We just cut all that. Uh, cut all that out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll start. We'll start over. Okay, this is the, this is the show now. Okay, this is the show. Hi, Jody. Yeah. Hi, Matt. How are you? Hello, Matt. Jody. Matt, you're there. I'm here. It's you. It's me. It's you, caller. It's me. <laughs> yeah. Is it me? It's me. Um. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> Yeah, how was your uh, day? Good day? Uh, it was a weird day. I had lots of meetings today, but we can't talk Ooh, about meetings tonight. No, we can't do meetings tonight. No. Um, hmm. Yeah, a uh, little tiny bit of uh, feedback. One of our one of our favorite listeners wrote and said that every time I ask you about your day, he gets a vision of office space in his mind. Uh, it's very much like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one of the yeah. bobs are you? Well, actually, I was lumbered today. Mm. I was walking around to all my various meetings with my coffee in my hand, like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have that. to ask you to refactor that. Sorry. That's <laughs> not going to pass code review. Oh, man. Brutal. Well, I, you know, there aren't many people. That's brave. That's it went both ways. Um, Somebody lumbered you, and then you passed down the lumberg? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the Lumberg flows downhill. I think is how that's, the saying goes. I believe that's that's accurate. Yeah, it's an old it, that's an Eastern thing, right? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The uncarved Lumberg. <laughs> so it's um, that's brave, Jody. There aren't many people who would have the um, the insight and the self awareness to self identify as Lumberg when it was when it was called for. So, uh, you know. I, I I applaud your your insight and your honesty. Well, yeah, you get, everybody's got a few of those characters inside them at all times. You absolutely. Uh, sometimes you can't really tell which one's coming out, but uh, yeah, right. there was. And then you get it later. Then later you figure it out, and you're like, oh, oh I was totally I can't red. Believe I said that. Yeah, I was totally like... red stapler guy today. You know, or <laughs> or or you know, today I was. Uh, I was the guy who blows up when he's asked to defend his job because I'm the one who... You're a people person. I'm a people person! So uh, that's who you turned into today with this paper, right? You're all mm. you're all wigged out about this paper? Expert segue. Nice, Jody. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that. The last paper. So last week I described the last paper as a, a formality because I thought it was just meant to be a couple of pages like everything else for this class. And you, you threaten to make it 10 pages anyway. I threaten to make it ten, 10 pages anyway. It turns out it's supposed to be 10 pages. <laughs> <laughs> be careful what you wish for. So I was being a punk about it. All right. So it was on my it was on my index card for yesterday. And I put it on the index card, which means I made a little deal with myself that, okay. So I wrote it on an index card on Tuesday because Tuesday I'm going to handle this, this, and this. Tomorrow I'm going to handle that case study. So I had made that deal with myself. And then when Wednesday came, I, 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 I didn't do it. I just didn't do it. I broke the deal. I, uh, I dishonored my own index card, and I broke the deal I made with myself. And I didn't really think through the ripple effect that that would have through the rest of my week and how that was going to change some of the things I wanted to do today and tomorrow. Oh, man. Uh, uh, yeah. That's why I, being an adult just sucks. That ripple effect, it really <laughs> yeah, it right? gets you. Yeah, it got me good. It got me good this time. I'm in my. I'm being. I'm being an extra, an extra princess about everything this week because. <laughs> oh, God. You said you said you were going to call yourself out on the podcast about this. So here, here, yeah. the listeners, here it comes. Well, yeah, the podcast confessional part two. I I was, um, I was being an extra princess this week and indulging in food and alcohol and laziness and and just telling myself that it's fine because this is your last week. Next week, I go back to my unnamed Tampa Bay Area high school. So soon? It's too soon. It is too soon. Having not found any other opportunities, having to apply to many at this point, well, it feels like a lot. 
I haven't cracked the uh, the 40 number that it takes to get my first interview, apparently. But yeah, next week, Monday morning, uh, 8 a.m., they're expecting me to be in the building. Um, I think that's a little unrealistic on their part. <laughs> I normally don't show for the first day, but... <sighs> but anyway, so I was letting, I was using that as an excuse. You know what? Go ahead, be lazy. You know what? Go ahead, don't instead of running, just just have a beer in the afternoon, and then another, and then another, and then a bottle of wine. You know, I mean, just it's your last week. Live it up, because next week it's oh god. So anyway, I broke the deal I made with myself, but today I had to work on the paper. So then, being a princess and all. It hits me. I'm reading the description of the assignment. It's a case study, but I haven't actually read the case yet. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so, But I'm reading the description, and he told us in class, a professor, I think I like this professor. I think he's cool. Um, and he's really smart, and he's pretty damn funny, too. So, it, you know, it made this class pretty pretty enjoyable for a you know, four-hour class on a Monday night. <laughs> but I was reading the description, and he said that he would interpret – uh, case study as broadly as possible. So basically we could do any kind of project we wanted and he wanted us to pick something meaningful to us because he likes to read interesting papers, you know? So he'd rather us do something we're interested in than do a, a narrow uh, interpretation of what a case study should be. Then read but your never... report on whales. Uh, my report on whales. Good reference. Is there anyone in the audience who would could possibly get that. I, yeah, I think it doesn't, it doesn't matter. No one's listening. It's okay. Hoffman? It's, it's, Hoffman? Just, it's just us. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. So I thought, huh. I said, you know what? I already wrote a paper that'd be perfect for this. And I know the rules. You can't turn in a paper that you've turned into a different class without clearing it with both professors. Okay. But I've, I'm thinking, I'm reading his description of what he wants. I'm thinking, I, I wrote this brilliant paper in the spring semester that's that's a little bit funny, but really serious and really well-researched. And I, I think he'd really dig it. It's right up his alley. And so I wrote him an email saying, I tell you what, I'm asking for permission to submit a paper that I've already submitted to another class. I, I think it's very relevant, and it's a good example. It's a strong example of my academic writing, but I don't want to fall afoul of the the plagiarism rules, so uh, can, I want to... Really? You can plagiarize yourself? Oh, absolutely. This happens to academics all the time. People get in trouble for this For plagiarizing you're, you're okay. You're fine to borrow your words, just like you're fine to borrow anyone else's words, as long as it's cited. So if it's something that's been turned in or published, it's basically if it's something that anyone else in the world has read... And this is true just for journalists too. This happened to a famous journalist. I'm 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 not going to look it up and I'm going to I'm not going to remember the details. It ha- <laughs> happened to a famous journalist who wrote for like like Time and New Yorker in the last year. I remember this being a thing I heard about on the on the NPR. This is fresh air. And they and and he was in trouble for plagiarizing his own previously published works and and it was a, a thing. But anyway, you can use your words as long as you cite you cite it. So you have to say, as I wrote in this paper, blah, 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 and you quote yourself, and then you put your other paper in your references. And that's that's fine, but you have to do that. Okay. You can't just cut and paste from your old work into your new work. Okay. As that, those are the rules. It's not nom. So I wrote him, and my interpretation was, and I've been told by other professors that this is okay as long as you clear it with both professors. You just have to ask. You're, the previous professor you turned it into and the one you're turning it into has to be aware that this is something another professor has read. So I, I thought, I thought, holy shit, am I clever. I just saved myself all this work because I'm going to submit this brilliant paper and not have to do any work. And he's going to love it and I'm done. And he wrote back, basically, there was a, a few emails exchanged, but uh, the answer was no. No, this was not going to be acceptable. So then I got in a really, I I, I really got in a pissy mood. Did that this. did that run you short of time though? Well, you know, were you banking here's the on that? thing. No, but it was just this morning when I I, I sat down in front of the computer at ten a.m. and was like, okay, time to read the epi- the the description of the assignment and get to work. And I'll put in a couple hours, and then I'll go for lunch, and then I'll put in a couple more hours, and then I'll be done. This is what I imagined. But then I thought it was gonna—I thought it was like a two, like a two-page thing, and like maybe a couple hours would be all it took. But it's a ten-page thing. So, and 
it's meant to be, you know, APA and properly referenced. And so it, it, it was a bigger assignment than I had thought, and it's due on Saturday, and I'm going to be gone all day. I'm leaving at 5 a.m. Saturday to go do this track day, and I'm going to get home at 11 completely exhausted. Oh, so, no. So Saturday is no good, and so this is what I meant about the ripple effects. But anyway, because he said no, no, I wasn't counting on that. I just thought of that this morning. And, and then thought, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. He's going to say yes because he likes me and my other professor likes me, the one I turned that paper into before. So I'm going to get green-lighted and, and I'm going to be done. And you know you know what? This university owes me this one because I know people who have been who have been double, triple, quadruple dipping on their assignments in a way that I never did. I, I was thinking of somebody who did a proposal for her research methods class that was also the proposal for her evaluation class that then she did the project for her evaluation practicum class. It was also the project for, and the proposal for her qualitative methods class. And then she used it again for her, I don't know what the other thing, maybe that was it. But it was like a five, it was like a quintuple dip. I'm thinking, you know what? I never did that. I did five, I I took all those classes and I did five bespoke projects. Uh, All right. I applaud applaud your intellectual honesty, but I got to call shenanigans on this policy, at least as far as the university is concerned, because my partner got a master's in an uh, education related master's. And not only were her classes kind of repetitive, they kept using the same books. Hmm. It was nice that she didn't have to buy new books, but she would also <laughs> like to have learned something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. There were some repetitive parts of my program. It, a lot depends on your program. There, there were some repetitive parts, and I took some classes in an unorthodox sequence. For example, when I took the research methods class, which is basically a survey of all the ways you can do research plus some really, really basic statistics, well, at that point, I had had, you know, graduate statistics one, two, three, plus the the practical analysis class where you do all the SAS programming, and I'm like, are you are you kidding me? You want to tell me about the sample distribution again? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> so, and I guess I'm supposed to take those in a different order, but so yeah, there was some some repetitiveness, but as far as resubmitting papers, I mean, I don't think that would fly in most people's programs. The deal is you, you, you're not supposed to earn two grades for the same work, I guess. Okay. But but again, I know people who have done it, and I thought, I legitimately thought this morning when I woke up that the policy was as long as you clear it, it'll be all right. And uh, But, you know, uh, so I tried to clear it, and I got the thumbs yeah. down. So then I that put me into a huge funk. I was all mad about it uh, for most of the day. Now, what was I really mad about? I really, I'm mad that First of all, class ended, what, like three weeks ago or some But my professor, helpfully, except for me, for a, a super uber expert procrastinator like me, this is super unhelpful. He gave us all this extra time. He says, well, you know what? Grades don't have to be until August 10, so I don't need your papers till August oh, 10. Oh, he like, gave you a great. rope day. <laughs> he gave me so much rope with which I predictably did what I do. So... But here's the thing. So then I finally opened the case. So like, you know what? Uh, at this point, I'm not going to do anything interesting. I'm just going to read the case, and I'm going to do a case study because that's all. I, you know, I haven't left myself time to be right. creative. So you're going to study the case for the case study. I'm going to do what it says on the tin. So I, I read the case study <laughs> after I've been shot down, and when I read it, I got even more pissed off because the topic the questions that went with the case and what what the case study assignment was really about was exactly what the paper I wanted to turn in was about. I mean, exactly. Like, in a really eerie, creepy way. Like, it was exactly this paper. So, had I not... You think that's why you got turned down? No. Well, no, I don't think so. Because he hadn't seen the... I didn't show him the paper first. I just asked permission to turn in a paper that I turned in this this other professor's class. I didn't tell him what the paper was about, even. I just said, I think it's really relevant, and I think it's a really uh, strong example of my writing. Okay. <laughs> but but it was exactly on topic. And so now I have to kind of rewrite this paper, and as I'm writing it, I'm still, I'm still being a b- about it, and I'm still, like, in a funk, and I'm thinking, you know, damn it, everything I'm writing, I said better the first time. <laughs> 
And then I started quoting myself, which you can do as long as it's cited, like I said. So, so you're I, citing I, yourself? Wow. They're like page page and a half long quotes from my previous papers. <laughs> like I said, I only need a 50% on this assignment to get an A. So if he objects to the amount of quoting I did of myself. But, you know, I'm being I'm, – I'm coming by it honestly, so. Hmm. Anyway, so that's happening. I, I got it about 80% done today and – Tomorrow I have to finish it. So it's annoying. Ugh, it's annoying and completely predictable because this is this is how I work. All right, annoying, completely predictable. I want to talk about our annoying and probably completely predictable last episode. Okay, go ahead. I did listen to it. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, everyone. I listen to my own podcast. I am that kind of podcast nerd. <laughs> but on triple speed, I meant. No, I, I I listen to us on on single speed at normal for normal fidelity. Yeah, I haven't really I haven't crossed that threshold yet. I'm a little scared about how I'll, I'll sound at uh, at high speed. I'm used to listening to strangers at high speed, of course. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't know what it'll, what it'll do to me. It could it could completely blow my mind. I'm not sure. Jesus Christ! Imagine what I'll sound like. I'll be completely unintelligible. <sighs> Yeah. People tell me I talk too fast at regular speed. Actually, I've been thinking that we talk too fast on the podcast, so we should slow it down. Anyway, so yeah, we, we had <laughs> lots of stuff to, to talk fast about, uh, about our fiddly mm-hmm. notes and lists on the, on the last show. And I just, I don't know, I, I, I kind of liked it, but yeah. I, I'm just wondering, you know, what, what people are going to say if they're going to think it was, it was just too esoteric and uh, silly. Well... If I'm honest, that's kind of what I was hearing from in the feedback I got from a couple of people who I, I, I talked to about it. My partner, for example, she uh, the feedback was not brilliant, and I was, I mean, when I heard Neil's edit, I was, I thought it was pretty good. I I liked it. I liked what we said, and I thought it was kind of funny, and I thought it was kind of deep, and it was personal for you, and and. It was personal for both of us when 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 I started talking about my work lists and my crazy habits and stuff. I thought it was good, and 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 she said it was that it went on too long and that it was boring. But that's really her comment about everything. <laughs> everything everything is boring and goes on too long. So, yeah. right. well, at least you can convince your spouse to listen. She does listen. She's heard every episode. But but go on. So what was what, what were you getting at talking about last show? Oh, I'm just I'm what just is, what did you want to uh, say? You know, so sometimes it's nice to uh, to get a view into uh, you know the silly habits and the weird stuff you know you do on your on your little on your little legal pad. But yeah. but then you know I've... I probably talked about that too much. I probably talk well. I talk about everything too much. But <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah, I, you know, is anyone going to care that you use the back spine to to <laughs> to, to write down your cur your curvings of the the, the what have you? Uh, no, no one could possibly care about that. Aaron. That's what's that's what's stuck in my mind. I, I'm sure I had equally boring details thro- thrown in there, but why didn't Neil cut that out? Do you think? <sighs> I don't know. Maybe he's a fan of those tiny legal pads. Maybe, maybe I was told I was told by one listener that they're called junior legal pads, not not twee legal pads, <laughs> as I was calling them. Oh, uh, that's good. Okay, <laughs> all right, uh, semi legal pads. <laughs> but apart from us being uh, boring and too long winded, we did yeah. get lists from people we did get some lists some of the the happy lists the 3v lists the percolating creative tasks yeah lists yeah you i i how about I, i'll do one you do one and then and then do you want to do ours first or last last okay okay i'll do one all right go okay this is from my my partner i didn't give her a lot of time to think about it and i just made her put some things down so number one saving money number two applying to colleges and we had a conversation about this today. She wants to try to find fellowships and stuff, maybe, to get somebody to pay her to get a doctorate. Oh, I didn't um, know she was into that. That's that's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number three is to retake her GRE. She's not pleased with her past scores. They probably expired at this point anyway. Yeah, I know. I know mine have expired. Yeah. You know there's an all-new GRE. It's a totally different test now. What? No one told me. They changed the format and... I don't. I haven't looked into the into the new one. I was part of the last cohort to take the old one. I know that. But anyway, uh, and then a part of retaking your GRE would be to put in the 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 practice, the deliberate practice to make herself um, more successful, because you know just showing up and 
hoping to do better won't really increase your score. <laughs> so, um, okay, so now you do one. Do the uh, do the CLs list. All right, the CLs list was was interesting. Uh, it it it's got some fun projects like like we know that that he always works on, but uh, even some words that we didn't we didn't know. So uh, yeah, <laughs> some, some people want him to make a crypt a, a cryptex like the like the thing in yeah. the in the that Tom Tom Hanks movie, right? Mm. Uh, oh, you're you're talking about um, Castaway? Yeah, Castaway, right? The uh, the, the volleyball the, with the face on it. Yeah, he sailed away in a cryptex, I think. Um, or the raft. But I guess wings. more than one people have, more than one person has asked for this, and so. Well, he made. I know he made one at the workshop because you know I go to the workshop sometimes on on Fridays, at least during the summer, and um, he just he just delivered one to a customer a couple weeks back, and the customer was was thrilled with it. Cool, it was a big hit. And and so this has put a question in my mind. Uh, he tried to get the plural of cryptics. Uh, he's got <laughs> crypti and crypt. Dexes, I, th- I think it's cryptices would be the would be the plural of that. Oh, I think you nailed it. Cryptices. All right, move on. Various Christmas gift ideas. So it, w- it would be for the. We can't talk about those. The big secret. The big Christmas gift exchange. Uh, TV aquarium, which is very cool. Uh, although you gotta right. do something to keep the fish from getting poisoned from the phosphorus, I guess. I don't know. Fish in in, in the one he's delivered. He made one of these already. You've seen yeah, it, right? Yeah. It's, it's glorious. It's excellent. Yeah. I think the fish are okay. Okay, oh, and, then, go on. and then another uh, another term, uh, which I made you look up before we started recording, which is a panograph. <laughs> panograph, which according to my very brief research, and I'm sure he'll he'll tell us what we're wrong about, but it's it, panograph just means panoramic photo, where you collage together different still photos into a big photo. But I, that doesn't sound like what he means. Yeah, that, that, that can't be what he means. So we're not he's sure. A, we're not sure what he's that a craftsman. is. Anyone? He's a craftsman. He wants to build things out of wood and metal and plastic. Not take photos and stitch them together with a photo editing software. This is definitely yeah. not his style. So maybe he's making a, a jig for a uh, panoramic <laughs> daguerreotype machine. <laughs> uh, that's possible. Um, All right. Or, yeah. Okay. Go Next on. Next up, porch swing. Which, if uh, that means sex swing, my right? significant other has not contacted you about that already. Save the pattern. I'll, I'll get porch porch swing. Uh, you know, two well, two point not. I I also know he just delivered a giant porch swing to a customer. Oh, was that the thing that looked like a futon? It was the size of a futon. It, it fits a. It's designed to fit a twin mattress. I saw that. That was excellent. Yeah. Well, you saw it at the shop, right? Was it there when you came by? It was. Yeah. Did you see when he had the back with the copper and stuff? That was really cool. Uh, there was a back skeleton on it. I, oh, can't, I can't believe that was a swing. Where do you hang that thing from? A goalpost? <laughs> something solid. Something yeah. sturdy, hopefully. All right. Because I helped him lift it. It was heavy. <laughs> that was big. We also have build a go-kart slash scooter. I like that. Which is wonderful. A portable camp smoker, which I can mm-hmm. see him just welding straight to the top of his Jeep. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> he doesn't have that Jeep anymore. Oh, that's right. I'm a little sad now. Hmm. Okay, uh, we've got some uh, also some light fixtures. So these are these are wonderful artisanal craftsman type projects that that, that sure. we knew he's fantastic at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he for, so his creative tasks are they're the sort of projects he wants to do because he wants to get better at doing these things because eventually he imagines doing these things for customers on a custom sort of by order basis as his livelihood and and, and I, I he's good enough at it i hope i hope that well, works apart out apart from that he just enjoys it so it's yeah absolutely this is that's definitely his list i'm, I'm glad he's oh, this is going to this is going to tie right into the topic but let, let's okay but let's keep going so i got another i got another list here uh, this is from the christmas storyteller Number one, going back to school to get MBA. Nice. Number two, TRX two times a month for getting in shape. I don't really think you could do anything just two times a month and get in any kind of shape. Yeah, although I, I know people who've gotten injured from that TRX stuff. It can get it can get pretty crazy. So maybe two times a month. I don't know. Maybe that's the right balance. I'm not sure. Well, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna be trying it tomorrow at the workshop for the first time. <laughs> huh? Because the the canonical listener built one of these dinguses. Whatever it is, I've never seen it. I don't know what it looks. I don't know what it is, but he's gonna bring it to the shop tomorrow. I'm gonna go to the shop. This this will be my last workshop Friday. Super sad, and and I'm I'm gonna try it out. I'm gonna do a, a workout and see if I can hurt myself. So, uh, right. and then her 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 third one is con- consolidate loans and spending less. I don't know if that qualifies. I don't think that qualifies as a uh, creative task. 
that's just one of those things that you you're, you you want to stop feeling bad about. I don't know. Maybe she's going to use creative accounting to do this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe. 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 Okay. So uh, those are, I think, all the ones we got from listeners. I think uh, I think you're up, Jody. Okay. What's on your What's on your happy list? All right. My uh, my significant other got a new TV for her birthday recently. That's. Hmm. Uh, and it's down to me to get the BB, BBC borrowing system to work on the on the TV, not just on the laptop now. So that's kind of a fun like sure. ha- hackerish networking project for me. Okay, and it's still BBC in a larger format. Exactly, I want larger okay. borrowed BBC. Mm-hmm. Also spouse related, I need to build her uh, a website for her side okay. business, or at least a landing right. page. I need to get episode pages for this very show. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So I need to get that going. And I need to start my own blog. Yeah. Which uh kind of related. Yeah. And then uh, probably the, the biggest one and the most immediate one that could make the most difference for my future is apply at a particular software company for a job. Hmm. And, yeah, th- so this is not like job hunt kind of a thing. This is a very targeted deal and uh yeah i and just why, need to why do it. Uh, okay i have a couple questions if you don't mind number 1 why this company why so targeted and number 2 what's keeping you from doing it why haven't you just done it fear uh-huh. i i've never gone through a proper like technical interview where they like ask you to show them what you can do and like that's terrifying. You know, they give you some random problem and tell you to write code on a whiteboard. Like that, Jesus. That scares the bejesus out of me. Oh, I'm I'm scared for you. Yeah, uh, one side of me is like, come on, Jody, that's silly. You know what you're doing. You could at least talk your way through the problem and write, you know, at least legible pseudocode that would demonstrate that I know what I'm talking about. But yeah, most of it, most of it just scares scares the crap out of me. So that's why yeah. I haven't done it. Uh, I need to do it. I have a good in at the company. It would be exciting to work for uh, a place where the end product is software. Yeah. Uh, which is what I'm most interested in. So Software that real human beings are going to use in their homes? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's my list for right now. Um, you know, I, I really had to rein myself in. Yeah. To well, did keep... you have a, a bigger list that you edited? No. I did comb through... My text files for uh-huh. like ideas bet you did. and such like that. But then I'm like, no, I can't read all of those out on the podcast. We'll end up with another hour and whatever, like last time. Like, no, I yeah. need to I need to make this a short list, a now list, a current percolating list, not a sure all time history deal. Yeah. Okay. So that's you now. It's down to you. Okay. I, I got four things, but some of them have sub bullets. Number one <laughs> Play slash practice my guitar and ukulele weekly. So I sometimes go for you know five six weeks without picking up one of these instruments, and and then I feel bad about it because I have some nice instruments and I w- would like to be more proficient and I've been more proficient in the past and I you know so that's on my list. Okay. I, I there's nothing to stop me from from playing with my instruments. And more. that could mean better better bumpers for the show as well. Just just saying. I really could re-record that and maybe do a better job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um uh number 2. Find and use tutorials or or just some find some way to practice for data analysis in SAS and Excel. And I I have some I have a textbook that I could work through or I could find maybe some some things online that are like practice projects that here's a data set try to write code to make it do this in in SAS because I on my resume it says I know how to write code for SAS and I have done this and I have solved some hard problems for a class you know as homework and as a project and stuff using SAS but that was like a year ago and I if I went into a technical interview and they sat me down at a terminal and said, here's your data set, here's your problem. Well, I'd be f***ed. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, well, I need that's to... The sa- be- that's the same as me at the, at the whiteboard right there, pretty much. Except you actually do know what you're doing, and ah. I have forgotten, because I learned these skills for this one class and have not used them since. 
All right. Well, I want to I want to throw a curveball at you and encourage you to start looking at R, mm. the statistical programming language designated by the letter R. Uh, That's what Chris said. Yeah, the whole thing is open source. Uh, so th- so that means a lot of the code written with it is also open source, okay. and the data sets are also open source. You will find so much more stuff. Well, I just put it. I, I put that. Put that on my card. Put a giant letter R on an I index did. card. Yeah, it's it's sizable. All right, my third bullet is to. You ready for this? I want to start a second show. Okay, you did. You did. You teased this a while back. I, I, I did, and so one idea is I I, really, I like what we're doing, and I like that we don't have a fixed format or a fixed topic. But I would like to have another show with a topic. So the ideas that I have so far are. The, I had the you know the one I talked about before the skeptic, <laughs> where you talk about how to be a skeptic and not yeah. a dick, and then uh, then something other maybe generally science or skepticism related. I, I'm not sure. There's a, that's a crowded marketplace. I, I'm not really sure where to carve out. Ah, uh, it's not it's not crowded. Come on, no? man. There's a lot of skeptic podcasts, and I mean I could name half a dozen. Only one of which I listen to. Two of which I listen to. Oh, okay. but, that, that's like saying there's not room on the internet for your blog. Come on. Okay, it, it's not... And there are only so many eyeballs, my friend. Ugh. Of course, you know, they're about to put wireless blimps in Africa or something. Google Wi-Fi blimps. Yeah, I heard uh, about that. I think that's pretty cool. Bunch of new new eyeballs. You're trying to, you're trying to sidetrack me, though. Okay. But no, if, if that's if that's where... Uh, if that's what you want to talk about, then then that's exactly what you should talk about. I think the skeptic idea... Uh, the skept dick idea is so far <laughs> my best one because I don't think anybody you know like the one of the skeptical podcasts that I listen to sometimes they this comes up it certainly comes up but I think maybe doing a show about it and doing a show where people talk about their experiences and what they've learned from them like like my big fail arguing on the internet a few weeks back you know I, I think that I think that could be helpful for people and then okay then I have one last thing my last bullet point just says right and then it's got two sub bullets one is a blog because obviously you're going to build me a blog and then i'm going to have to write it and (laughs) the second one is that i need to rewrite with an eye toward publication a few of my better works that i did in this master's program because there are a couple of them that my professors have said you know another year of work and this is publishable and i'll get great but (laughs) publishable where In, in like an academic journal yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, cool. That and that's that's something I could be doing that would be that would be useful because I it would be uh, it would be creative. It would make me hone my craft for academic writing because I, I I hope I'll be doing a lot more of that in the future professionally, and it would build a CV which potentially could lead to a cooler job. So sure. so th- so there's that. That's my and list. That, yeah, that that's a good. That's a really good one to have on the list. I, that's that's. You know, it might be the most boring, but it's my favorite item on your list. That's something you could you can iterate yeah. on. You know, Ex- exactly. Tomorrow. I think that one, that if one, you didn't even have this other big silly paper. Oh God, <laughs> uh, I, I think that one is the closest to the sort of thing that our inspiration Merlin was talking about on uh, when he was talking about the three B list, percolating creative tasks. Although I also think that you know, playing the ukulele, playing the guitar, I think that is another one that is is right up there. All right. So anyway, that's that's my list. Um, other other feedback from last week's show. Well, one person wrote that because I said something about some things I write on my my little twee legal pad every single day, the same thing. And somebody commented that things on the list every day should be routine and they don't need to go on the list. Well, I, I'm going to have to disagree with that. So here here's an example. Yeah, I was thinking it might about depend it. what it is. Yeah, here's an example. So one of the things I put on my list every day, right at the top, I write attendance colon. One, well, my schedule this year will be different, but last year it was uh, one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, or whatever. You know, my only class off is three. So I and I just put those numbers and and when I mark when I've marked the attendance for each period, I put a line through the little number, a little diagonal slash through the number. Well, here's the thing. At the end of the day, I need to know where I left off on that. Or if I have to go back and do four periods worth of attendance, which sometimes I do. See, I'm I'm an idiot about this. Shit. So putting that on the list every day is important because it makes sure I get something done, which is a legal requirement and is something that they that they will 
that they will get really upset about if I don't <laughs> They'll get come done. and get you for that. All right, yeah, I, I think if it is something you forget and that helps you remember, then you, even though it has to happen every day, yeah, that should that should come out your your fingers. That should get written down. Sure. Here's another boneheaded one. I sometimes put eat on the list. Yeah. Okay. And I not just to, to have. I never put it on a list, but I do forget to eat. I because I forget to eat, man, and that can that can really up the last part of my day if i'm having a big sugar crash around seventh period and there's still one more period to go man some kid is gonna get their head jerked right off (laughs) i I mean i'm gonna i'm gonna lose my cool uh i am not a good person when i am hungry (laughs) uh yeah i go through you're you're bad about that too right are you kind of famous for being hangry yeah, I can. I think that's from like a Snickers commercial or something, but it so applies to me. I hadn't heard that, but it it does apply. I get I get all jittery, and, and when I when I was working out with a personal trainer for a while, a few months back, mm-hmm. I would forget to eat, and then I would just crash during this workout. And of course, you know he he really would put would put me through uh, some some good uh, good ringers, but I would just be dizzy and shaky and awful, and he would say, Jody. Did you eat? And I'd be like, well, I had some sushi at 11.30. Like, yeah, exactly. it's, it's 6.30 now, man. You're, yeah. you need something. So, Yeah, so that's another boneheaded thing I put on my list. Sometimes you got to eat. So, I, I, you know, I think that nobody should tell another man what should or shouldn't go on their list. I think that is, it is personal in a way that I guess not everybody appreciated last week, but... Yeah. It, it was it's a personal topic for me it's a personal topic for you and i think you just have to you have to figure out how to how to you know make your life easier and if lists are helping you make your life easier then then keep keep doing it that way or maybe even iterate do it better and if they're making your life worse then then stop doing them that way do it differently um and i think that's the uh, index th- cards like matt tells you Exactly. Exactly. I fixed. I, at last week, I literally fixed everyone's life with index cards. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I can't believe the listeners aren't more grateful. Honestly, I'm a little <laughs> upset about it. The stock in paper went up. Paper futures. You've driven it up. Yeah. All right. All right. So well, enough. Enough of that. We've talked about enough of that. Lists and stuff. Enough. I have. I have some news. I have. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, okay. A uh, weird list item. That might affect uh, some of the recording of the show. Maybe I could pass my headset on to the canonical listener or somebody else. But what, what you, uh, you, I am going you... to uh, Hawaii at the end of the month. So. Oh, so you don't have cancer? I do not have cancer. Oh, I was so I scared of. there for a minute. Yeah. Well, you probably statistically you do have cancer cells in your body. We all do. But I think I got them under control. However, I am okay. going on vacation. Yeah. That's definitely happening. Yes. That's also a statistical certainty. <laughs> okay, so you're going to Hawaii? Yeah. That's um what's a state now, right? I think so. It's a hmm. it's a protectorate or something. I'm not sure. Maybe mm. maybe they can vote. I don't know. Uh but yeah. I have a, I have a friend there. Uh he he says he will provide surf lessons. Okay. Uh free surf lessons. Uh Have he, you have you surfed, Jody? Uh yeah, you saw me. The, oh, right. the only one time I've surfed on that extremely crowded beach in Australia, and you couldn't—I I still don't know if I can surf or not because as soon as you got on a wave, like you were decapitating children. It just—it was so crowded; it was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, in Australia, that's not even a crime, though. That's like, huh. you know, you know how they roll down. As there. long as you're surfing, you can decapitate people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, children, anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, so. That's the uh, that's the deal. Uh, also, he's... so how long are you going to be gone, and when are you going? I mean, you don't have to be super specific. We can cut this out if I don't. You don't. I know you don't want people to track your movements. No, and that you know, they'd have to. I don't know. Follow somebody else on Facebook because I'm not on Facebook. But uh, be gone for a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. So what are we going to do about the show? I don't know, man. Like I said, I, th- I think uh, I think the canonical listener is ready. He needs, you think so? Yeah. Huh? Uh, so you need to lean on him for some topic ideas, more topic ideas, and uh, I'll, I'll lend him my headset, and uh, you'll, I might not even have a show anymore when I get back. I'm not, I don't know. He could take it and it'll run with be, it. <laughs> it'll be Matt and the Lithuanian craftsman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be his sidekick yeah. by the time you get back. Yeah, that could totally happen. Oh man. All right. Well, I don't know how to feel about this, but but I, I'm excited for you. That that should be fun. I've never been to Hawaii. Yeah, me neither. 
I've visited many other Pacific Islands, as you know. Mm-hmm. And you visited one, Australia. And Fiji. And You've Fiji. been to Fiji. Yeah. Had a long yeah. layover in Fiji. Had <laughs> a 12-hour <time>. layover. <laughs> had time to go and get some curried goat in Fiji. It was excellent. Some curried goat. Well, you had the – see, I hooked you up. You had the pro tips on where to get the curried goat and where to take a nap. That's all you need on your 12-hour layover. That's very true. Layover. And to walk a block away from the airport and get the Megavan cab. Not the cab at the airport. you got to walk a block away. No. It's a sucker's play yeah. at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And, There's so many hacks for Fiji. And keep your hand Fiji's. on your wallet in Fiji. Fucking right. Yeah, I caught a pickpocket trying to get my wallet, and the only reason I caught him is because he was like four years old. Like, if he had been six, he probably would have picked me clean. Ah, he was still learning. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, he was an apprentice. He wasn't yeah. – this guy was not pro. Uh, by six, they're pros. So, yeah, keep your hand on your wallet. That's good advice, travelers. At least you're trying. We're here to help. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Topic. All right. Well, topic, topic, topic. I'm a little scared about the topic. We've, we've been teasing it for, for – it seems like months now. <sighs> yeah. Definitely months. Uh, well, it's not. It's it's kind of unfair. We're, ah, jeez, we're fifty three minutes in. We're certainly not going to do it justice on this show. But I would like to talk about it a little bit. I know. Let's do it. You're spoiled from your silly paper that you're not happy about. But we can start talking about structured learning versus independent learning. This was a, a topic I think submitted by the Canonical listener. Yeah, that's right. That is correct. I, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't even know if I still have that card. It's probably around here somewhere. Um, I don't remember what his original conception was, but I know in my mind what it kind of became as I was thinking about this this looming topic, this episode, was that – all right, so you, you need to learn something to get ahead in, in life. Well, usually that's true. So you can you can go to school. You can pay money to be instructed by professors in something and get a degree that says you know things. Or, of course, you can just – Use the internet or whatever, and and or your local library, and teach yourself. Yeah. So the I guess the question is not not just which is best because it's not going to have it's not going to be a simple answer. You know, this isn't like a review of two family sedans, which is best. Uh, I mean, there, th- this is going to be a complicated consumer reports learning. Right. Yeah, this one tips over in a high wind. Now, I I mean, yeah. So, hmm. So so what do you so what do you think? All right. So here's the, where do you want to start? Here's the deal. Uh, for me, uh, I have seen. I don't know. Uh, structured learning for me went through university. I got a four year degree mm-hmm. that I pretty much don't use. Um, well, I mean it's 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 a science degree. Although yeah, but a, you wouldn't you wouldn't be allowed to have your current job without a four year science degree. See, that's not true. I know tons really? of software developers who have degrees in philosophy or literature or English. It doesn't really okay, but matter. A college, but is a college degree still a, a ticket you need punched? Uh, well, at this level, or are there some some like high school dropouts who just got really good on their own? I say that there are plenty of great software developers who have liberal arts degrees or no degrees. Mm-hmm. Do they work there, in your building? There are also plenty of software. Uh, jobs where they won't really seriously consider you if you don't have a a computer science degree. This is, this is also true. Um, You know, the, the field is still certainly young enough that you can't assume everybody's going to be an expert by the same path, you know? Sure. It's, it's not like it's, it's, it's definitely not like going to med school or something like that. So yes, I, I got a, you know, a science-related degree, and in science-related. Oh, okay. It's a it's a it's a science <laughs> degree, but it's a science degree from this piddly, tiny liberal arts school. Like it's nobody nobody has a science degree from this place, really. Um, but you know, it it did teach me at least a few things about uh, problem solving in general, which I use every day, and that's cool. Um, but the, the well, I think learning physics in general teaches it teaches that that's why i'm such a uh evangelist that's for, true it's, for it's, physics it's nice to to be used to uh identifying your own assumptions and stuff like that yeah but, well, you could call that nature of science stuff or you could call it skepticism but uh-huh. those uh, are all but, good names for it that's true yeah so uh, i got i don't want to say i got the short end of the stick but um uh, on some of the summer research projects that i worked on while i was in college uh, part of it was uh, 
programming the computer to work with some of the uh, lab equipment. And I actually thought that sounded pretty cool, and nobody else wanted to do it. I was a little bit surprised. So I got this just little bit of experience, which then has basically paid my bills for probably the past <laughs> 10 or 12 years. Yeah. Um, uh. And when I think about it that way, it's really weird. Uh, because, like I said, it, it was just this strange little crack uh, that I shoehorned myself into, and I've been running on independent learning ever since. Um, I was at least well enough prepared to be able to ask good questions, but then it was always up yeah. to me to figure out where to get those answers, who to ask. You know, a lot of times I'm asking Google, but yeah, it's it's been it's been a lot of independent learning, which I've come to love. How do you go about doing that? So you you need to you need to learn something. Do does that happen in your in your building? Does it, are you getting paid? Is this during work time, or do you at home later sit there with a computer and and deliberately practice something or try to learn something? Both. I can both. I can definitely say both. Um, yeah. I try not to get in weird rabbit holes at work. Okay. That aren't, you know, directly work-related stuff. Usually, if it's, if I'm being completely honest, and it really is work-related, it is an e easily Googleable question, easily searchable, and I'm experienced enough that it doesn't take me long to find the answer. Sure. Uh, but I am also interested in other programming languages, um, you know, other types of programming mm -hmm. uh, stuff on the web other technologies yeah. that I don't work with on a day-to-day. -day. And I do get... research those things at home, and I play with those kinds of things. Some of those yeah. sorts of things have gone into this show. Um, you got to play with the rails on your Python. Exactly, exactly. Oh, Dan yeah. Benjamin is spinning in his, I don't know. Office chair? Oh. Anyway, so yeah, is that, I don't know, is that helpful? What is that? Is that good? Good audio? Sorry, I was chewing with the mute button on. <laughs> Cut that out. Um... Yeah, so I, I, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit apprehensive about this topic because, because here's the thing: I got what I consider a pretty useless bachelor's degree. My my four year degree was in in history, and I, I got that because history was my first love in a, like in an academic sense. I really wanted to be a history professor. I thought that being a history professor would be about the perfect life for me and that all I really wanted was corduroy patches on my tweed on the elbows of my tweed jacket and <laughs> a, a pipe and well, you have um, good in elbow patches. And you're not wrong, but but here's the thing. So I get my I get pretty close to finishing my history degree and I start talking to actual historians and I learned that well, you know what? There are no jobs. <laughs> they're just, they just aren't. You Ouch. know, you can, you can, you're, you're going to have a hard time getting a job as a high school history teacher, if we're honest. And the idea of going on to going straight into grad school, which was my initial plan, going straight into grad school and then the tenure track at some university, well, you know what? You're just, you, it's just not going to happen. It just doesn't happen. There aren't enough jobs and it's, you know. So it, it was a really bleak. It was a really bleak picture, but then, you know, and then I, not that this, this is still structured learning, but in the last year, remember our, um, our high school physics teacher, Dr. B switched over to the, uh, to the college where I was getting my, my BA and all of a sudden he was the undergraduate physics advisor. And I heard this. I forgot that was I, concurrent with you still being there. Okay. Well, no, this this was life changing. So I, I I hear this that Dr. B is now at my my college, and I figure I'm going to just drop into his office and surprise him. So I look up his office hours and I drop in on him, and for two hours I am in his office. We are talking for two hours, and by the time I leave, I am signed up for a bunch of physics classes, and I'm going to get a physics minor, which you which, you know which you completed right. I did. I completed it in in just just the last year, and it was a lot of credits. I had been used to. Oh God, I was such a princess then too. 
I'm really an embarrassing human being, Jenny. <laughs> so I, 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 I was a huge princess. I had earned all of these AP and, and IB credits in high school, and I underloaded every single semester. I could have graduated early, but I was like, yeah, f- that. I got four years to do this, shit, right? So I can underload every single semester and just basically take it easy and be a tourist in college. And, uh, you know, life was pretty f***ing easy. The history degree, the history program, really easy. But then in the last semester, in order to finish the physics minor, you know, there's a certain number of credits, whatever. I don't remember exactly how many, but I had to, I had to overload and get like special permission to overload from the registrar or whatever in order to do that, the whole physics minor in one semester and still graduate on time. Okay. And I had to graduate on time because I was going to go sail around the world at that, you know, like the day after graduation. Ah, so, so. It's a hard out right uh, there if I've ever heard one. And it really was. I remember at one point I said to um, a friend of our family's, I said, you know, because things, things were tough. So these physics classes, they were kind of kicking my ass in the way that the history classes just weren't. Even the hard history classes where you had to read, you know, 400 pages a week and write every week. And, you know, I, that was fine. I was fine with all that. <laughs> but the physics classes were really stretching me. I, I mean, because I didn't have all – I didn't have the math background. And see, Dr. B, <laughs> he set me up for either success or failure completely on my own. Not that he wouldn't have been there for me when I needed help, and he was a couple of times, but he, he waived all of the lab sections. So he said, you know what, I just he, – he's tapping – he's the undergraduate physics advisor, so I guess he has magical powers at his computer. He's like – he's punching keys, and he's like, okay, so I've given you credit for this and this and this, and I've waived the prereqs for the rest of these classes. But for this one, you're supposed to have Calc 3 and you don't, right? I'm like, I don't have Calc 2. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, well, okay, so you're going to have to learn it as you go. I, well, yeah, that, was, that, was, that was tough for me. Uh, I, calc, I used to think calc myself... Calc 3 is a big, a big one. Yeah. Calc 2 is just Calc 1 backwards. Calc 3 is a whole different, you know, set of bullshit. So I had to teach myself that as I was doing E&M 1 and 2. Uh, and that Ouch. was a little rough. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Somehow I pulled it off. And which I'm very to this day still still proud of. I I am proud of the way that while I may be a total princess and you know a procrastinator and and a mess organizationally and all that all that stuff under the gun I do really good work. I I, I tend to produce when when there's enough pressure, <laughs> and I tend to let everything sort of slide when there's not. <laughs> um, and this is just the kind of human being I guess I am. All right. But anyway, so skip ahead. I finished the physics minor, and then I went and I sailed part of the way around the world, and then then that that didn't work out the way I wanted it to. And then I came back and I needed a job, and I wouldn't have gotten the job I've had for the last nine years without the physics minor. The history major, useless. I went and started applying at high schools to try to be a history teacher, which I'm so glad I'm not a history teacher, by the way. God, because trying to get a 10th grader to care about history, I mean, that just seems like an impossible mountain to climb. On the other hand, I can get him to care about physics because I can blow something up. <laughs> you know, I can, like, use a dry ice bomb to launch a trash can over a stadium. They're impressed by this. So it, you don't have these opportunities in, in history. I don't know. Maybe some really creative history teachers are able to, to do a great job. I'm just not sure I'd be good at it. Anyway... I have the job I have because of the physics minor and because of the influence of our high school physics teacher, Dr. B, which is which is a cool little personal story. But so I got this dumb bachelor's degree and and and, and I'm skating by on my minor. And That's not skating. It's not skating. Well, no, I've come no, you're right. I, I maybe I'm being you're, too modest you're there leveraging, because I've, I've you're come leveraging by it. your minor. <laughs> I'm leveraging my minor. Oh, okay, I like that. Okay, so I'm leveraging my minor, and I've come by it honestly. You know, I work really hard. I I I put in work. I work with purpose, and I become a really good teacher, and I get great results. And I'm not, you know, you've turned a lot of kids on to physics. You've turned a lot of kids on to science, and that's that's noble. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, sure. Yeah, great. But I I need to do something else <laughs> pretty soon. Well, I'm gonna lose or I'm gonna lose my mind. So then I got this master's degree, and I talked a little bit about who talked. You know, smart people that that I trust told me that this would be a, a good a good move career wise, and that I could always go back and get the doctorate that I really want later on. And now that I'm in this job search, and that it hasn't gone brilliantly, and like I'm not, 
hey, I got a degree. Well, I have one more paper to turn in, but um, I mean, like, hey, I'm about to have a master's degree. Why aren't there? Why isn't there a line at my door when I wake up hungover in the morning of people trying to um, whisk me away to San Diego or DC or Silicon and Valley hand to you, hire hand me? Hand you for, money. Yeah, and so I'm. I'm really. I'm really honestly scared, Jody, that I did it again, that I got another dumb degree, and I hope it doesn't go that way. I mean, I, I think that if I give this job search enough time and attention, I, I mean, I got to believe, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm, but I'm, I get, in my, in my darker moments, I get pretty uh, scared about that, if I'm honest. Uh, it's easy, it's so. easy to go there. Uh I don't know. I don't yeah. think I don't think it's all that bad. Don't 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 go too bad. You uh Yeah, it's too soon to it's too soon to really panic, but you had some good classes, you learned some good stuff. Uh you yeah, learned some SAS programming, you know, that's good. <sighs> I don't know. I I asked some people about this and I, I, I sent you some links to look at. Uh did you did you look at any of that stuff? Did you find it interesting? I did. I listened to uh the uh This American Life episode. That was really good. Uh uh-huh. That's I so read good. the Associated Heckman article at the Chicago Times. Yes. That was good. Uh, I looked yep. at the cover of that book on Amazon. Uh, Did you learn anything from the cover of the book? <laughs> it's got a goofy picture on it. Uh, and then I watched the the micro the micro YouTube, um, which which was also very good. I I, I knew he I, I'd heard some of uh, some of his stance on 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 that sort of thing before, but he's he's got some good thoughts on that. I. I I think yeah he does and I and I think he comes by it in a really um like although that he he goes about it in a, a really humble and pragmatic way that I think I, could really connect with a lot of people uh, I think he's a great spokesman for that sort of thing for for a number of reasons obviously his his experience um but for those who don't know because probably most people don't know what we're talking about but Mike Mike Rowe who is the host of of what is it discovery discovery dirty, job dirty show, jobs yeah. uh, and oh and then he narrates everything else on Discovery Boy, Channel. He's got like a great voice. Catch and... I, I could just—he just needs to read audiobooks or something. Man, he's got some pipes. Hmm. Yeah. So he's—he's he's on this. He started a nonprofit, and he's on this campaign to try to. I guess the simple way to say it is try to make, uh, try to get kids interested in blue collar work because his his position is that there are all these these great jobs in America that are not fillable right now they don't have candidates for them because these are there's a blue collar jobs where you might be operating machinery or maintaining machinery or something um but they they pay really well and they offer good job security and they're available right now and employers can't fill them because guidance counselors are telling every kid in high school that hey listen you gotta go to college you gotta get your history degree because you know like that's gonna be useful that's his point so I, I think there's a lot to be said for that, you know. I, I was, um, I don't know. I sometimes, I occasionally think that instead of a history degree, I should have learned, I should have become a certified auto mechanic or something. Um, <laughs> learn to weld. That's yeah. always my thing. I should learn to weld. Oh, I'm going to put that on my card. That's going on my happy list. Learn to weld. All right. So, it. yeah, uh, I, the structured learning thing for me, the the biggest part is... It doesn't prepare you for having a real job in the real world. At least it didn't for me. Well, yeah. So that was, and that came up. I was talking to some people earlier today, and oh, where's the card? Hang on, I made a, I made her write this down. The question is, uh, so they were saying, who would you rather hire? A new graduate with good grades and no experience, or a person with ten years experience with stuff you're looking for them to do? And they were all saying, because a couple of people at the table earlier were saying that these are people who hire people. Who hire and fire people and manage people, and uh, well, like my partner, she does that. And and they were having a conversation about how, in their opinion, experience trumps academic credentials. Yeah, in software, it's it's really easy to hire somebody who's who's worked on, you know, some open source stuff, has got code all over the place on GitHub, and you can see what they can do. Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, th- then it's really easy to ignore the fact that they might not have a C- uh, computer science degree. Yeah, I you know I'm I'm reading that book. I don't know this I didn't put in the robot, but you can have my copy when I'm. Well, I actually I think I promised it to Chris, but Ooh. I got that book that Merlin's been teasing, the one about how you shouldn't follow your passion, how that's terrible oh, advice. Yeah, so good they can't yes. ignore you. 
And this related to when we were talking earlier about our our lists. This is where I felt the tie-in to today's topic was was the strongest because the point of that book is that the idea of follow your passion or that you should try and match your your career with some pre-existing passion the the thesis of the book is that that's terrible advice it, it it's dangerous and will lead you down profitless rabbit holes toward bankruptcy and unhappiness there's certainly that potential yeah and instead what they're arguing is that instead of focusing on passion and they they and the author whose name I can't remember, I'm sorry, but he says the, he calls it the passion mindset. The passion mindset says, what can the world offer me? So I have a passion in, in this, like for me, if I could pick any job in the world, I'd be a racing car driver. That's, you know, okay, what, does the world world owe me a job as a racing car driver? I, I, does the world owe me something as exciting and, and fulfilling as how I imagine it would be to be a racing car driver? And should I not accept anything less? Instead, because obviously that's childish, um, and the book makes the argument in a more subtle way. But it, I'm instead, sure lots of people feel that way. It's just a different, you know. It's not race yeah. car driver, but fill in the fill in the blank. You know, there's uh, yeah. some of that inside I, of most I people. I want to work with. I am passionate about um, helping starving kids in Africa. I want to build wells in Africa, and the most, the only fulfilling job I can imagine is working for a nonprofit where we drill wells in Africa and I visit Africa and they treat me like like I've saved their village and this is what I imagine and because I'm such a good person I don't know you, you, there's a lot of versions of that well you know what there aren't a lot of nonprofits offering six six figure salaries for you to fly to Africa and you know hug starving kids there's not a lot of money in it anyway yeah Sally Struthers doesn't pay very well mm, no no she's eating the profits if you know what I mean Ooh. anyway Instead, the book advocates for the craftsman mindset. So whatever you're doing, with a couple of caveats, there's a couple of, of jobs that might be disqualified from this, but whatever you're doing could eventually become work you love, right? The craftsman mindset is agnostic to what your job is. What it says is, whatever you're doing, you need to accumulate the career capital, which just means skills. You need to accumulate the rare and valuable skills that make you better than your colleagues in this career and if you if you focus on on working well this isn't a phrase taken straight from the book if you focus on working right rather than finding the right work that you will become so good at what you do that you will eventually be able to demand the qualities that make a job lovable which are uh, control meaning, you know, a certain amount of autonomy, uh, creativity, and, um, I don't know, what's the third one? I don't remember, like, efficacy or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I should have put that on a card. Oh, well. I didn't really plan to talk about it. But anyway, the point, you, you, you understand where this is coming from, right? So instead of focusing on passion and what the job can offer you, you should focus on what you can offer the world if you build your skills in your job and that this is a more realistic path to, uh, to to finding a job you love, to finding work you love and being fulfilled in your work. Yeah, that, that's good. And uh, I don't know, what I want to circle back to is how do you build those skills? Structured mm. or independent learning? Uh, sometimes well, see, structured learning, uh, you know, can, can be the best thing to do uh, because it's a set, straightforward um, thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a bad investment. Um, sometimes yeah. indie right. learning is the only way to go. Sometimes it's just all rabbit holes and uh, failed yeah. Google searches. I feel like the the book is making a pretty strong case for independent learning. And just you know, let me use let me use my my partner's example. My my partner a year ago, or almost a year ago, year and a half, I guess actually, she graduated. She uh, obtained her MA. She got her master's because. She was under the impression, based on what, what superiors had told her, that it was the only way for her to advance within her agency. So the idea was that in order to gain more career capital in her uh, workplace, she needed this degree. Well, if that's true, then you got to go get that degree, right? I mean, so, so she went and, and did it because she thought this was the only way she was going to get promoted to a supervisor position. But 
Meanwhile, before she, well before she finished the program, she got promoted to the supervisor position. So her bachelor's turned out to be sufficient for that anyway. Huh. But she, she finished her degree anyway. And I, you know, and she was, she's a little disillusioned about it because it hasn't, it hasn't opened any doors that she felt would have, were shut otherwise previously. And it hasn't led, it hasn't made it easier for her to obtain employment anywhere else. But I pushed her a little and it actually has, it has allowed her to start a, a small private practice as a counselor, which she's been doing now, and which is which is fairly lucrative on the side, on the side of her you know forty hours a week job at the 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 big nonprofit. So here's the thing. Okay, so she's got this she's got this master's degree, which allows her to hang a shingle and be in private practice. That that's that's a, a requirement by law. So. That was I, – I would say that that was necessary for her. If she is able to build enough career capital by by you know working right in this new industry that she's now opened the door to, that might become her livelihood. I mean if she – if her practice becomes large and profitable enough that she could walk away from her other job, for one thing, I think she'd be happier. But I mean that – with her MA, she might have – she might have, you know, changed her career. Would she want know. to do that? Does she know how many clients it would take to really get her to take yeah. a look at that? We've done the math on that oh. a little bit. All yeah. right. That's good to know. It's good stuff. Yeah. We, we, we sat down and, and, and worked it out. Um, I tell you what, last Saturday, I, I you know, we can't get specific, but last Saturday she made more money in one day than I have ever made in one day in my whole life. Interesting. Even when, when I used to be a prostitute, I didn't make that much. Okay. Not even close. And that's down to structured learning, even though she might not have had well, to do it. Is that what you're? That's what that's what we're saying. No, but the thing is, she she did have to do the structured learning in order to be legally allowed to advertise her services in this field. In order to hang a shingle and say, "I am a therapist. I will talk to you, and make your life better for money," she had to have this degree. So, hmm. yeah. yeah. So that that's a that's I guess a vote for structured learning, and I'm only I literally, literally this Saturday I will be graduated. Oh, by the way, I'm not walking. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't think I forgot would to. Be. I forgot to. Oh, hey, man. Um, I got to button this my mom, up. My mom's man. My house has has become a hostile podcasting environment. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, it is what it is. I don't know. I feel like this might be something we come back to, especially as... I hope so. Especially as my degree, which isn't mine until Saturday, ages a little bit. You know, I might have a totally different perspective on this in a year. All right. But you who got, knows? Gotta let it age. Let it marinate. Yeah. Let that degree But you could marinate. be eaten by a shark. You could be eaten by a shark in my... You know, this is a shark week, Jody. This is not a safe time to go to Hawaii. Oh, the sharks know this. I didn't even think about that. You could be eaten by a shark in Maui, and then the show will be over, and instead I'll be the Lithuanian craftsman sidekick, and no one will ever, no one will ever know. Wow. We'll be talking about grommets and and dowels and and dovetailing. Dovetailing, crazy. Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's dark. That's one to grow on right there. <laughs>